Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello. That's a weird way to start a podcast intro. Uh, anyways, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Primal Goods Company. Primal Goods Company is what I use to find high-end supplement companies that only use quality ingredients. They supply nutritional packs to help you cover all of your health and nutrition needs. They have a badass team uh, that consists of top-tier health professionals in nutrition, sports performance, XFIZ, and what they do is consolidate the highest quality products on the market from trusted suppliers to help you reach your peak. They are amazing. You have to give them a try. To take 10% off your order, go to primalgoodsco.com and enter the code LIFEREADY at checkout to receive 10% off your order. Make sure to give them a try today. We're also brought to you by Life Ready Foods. Uh, for the longest time, it was challenging for me to find super clean supplements that don't wreck my gut. Uh, I got fed up. I worked with the team to develop my own supplement line, and now we produce high-end supplements that have a fully transparent ingredient list uh, and are meant to supplement your life, your training, your nutrition, all that good stuff. So go check them out. Give them a try. Head to lifereadyfoods.com and enter lifeready at checkout to receive 10% off your first order. That's lifereadyfoods.com. Enter lifeready at checkout. My guest on the show today, none other than John Cortese. Uh, John owns a gym up in Napa, California, CTS Fitness and Performance. If you're up in our incredible wine country, uh, be sure to check him out. John's an awesome coach. Uh, he put me through the ringer on a few workouts, kicked my ass. Uh, he graduated Cal Poly in kinesiology with an emphasis of exercise physiology. Uh, he's been training as a coach for over 10 years, and I traveled up there to pick his brain about what it's like to train young athletes, uh, when you should specialize young athletes in a sport versus when not to, best ways to prevent injury for young athletes, and a ton more. So if you have kids, if you're thinking about having kids, you're going to get a lot out of this episode. And if you're currently a little lost with your own training, your own nutrition, be sure to give this one a listen. John covers everything from personal mindset to why it's uh, important, uh, to have nutrition and fitness in the forefront of your life. So it was a great episode. Uh, we were also joined by Kane Elliott, who coaches at CTS Fitness and Performance. Uh, he is strong as hell. Uh, he's an awesome coach, and he's got a great head on his shoulders. When I find when I found out that he was only 23, uh, I was pretty blown away. So I had a ton of fun with these guys, and it was a pleasure to have them on. So please welcome John Cortese and Kane Elliott. Now, here is a man who will show you how to feel better, look better, I feel good. Follow your gut, do what you love to do. Okay. Right. Well, hey, John Gortiz. Hello. Welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Where are we right now? We're at CTS Fitness and Performance in Napa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This place is pretty incredible. Thank man. you. It's a lot different than. Uh, <laughs> When I met you guys yeah. years and years ago, mm -hmm. I don't know how long ago that was, but well, we met in, um, in San Luis Obispo first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I think well, you probably you probably showed up at the spot in uh, 2012, maybe 2013. So it's been it's been a few years. I think you just had a single stall. At that, that must point. have been the first spot then. Single stall, yeah, yeah. 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 One so that stall, was, just shotgun okay. gym. So that was probably in 2011 then. Okay. Right yeah. after I left San Luis Obispo. Yeah, and I don't know if he had platforms 
in we the had ground. A, we had or? elevated platforms. Yeah, you did. Yeah, two. they just took up too much space. Yeah. Yeah, we had two or three, I think. Or yeah. no, we had two in the old spot. Mm. Two elevated platforms. Two elevated platforms and um, one uh, little tiny strip of turf. Little little strip. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> For like pushing one, yeah. one sled. It's like as it. big as the whole sled. Yeah. yeah. Did you know you wanted that when you were at Poly? <clears throat> um, or like, how did you like? Yeah, I did. Gym so, business owner. I don't know. I just kind of always like had that like in my my sights as far because I you know I was training at Athlon Elite and you did the internship there too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was great. So, I learned a lot. Yeah, so that's why I, I started working there. Um, and uh, I had the opportunity to kind of like once I was getting closer to graduating, I was like I could stay here, work with work with and for Ryan or. Um, move back up to Napa and take a ch take a shot at it and see what happens, you know, and nice. if it works cool and if not, I can figure something else out. But yeah, um, I think Athlon's where I learned <clears throat> where I, that I didn't want to be a PT. Okay. Like a physical therapist. <laughs> it's just really yeah. slow. So yeah. Like, so ah. like that, that, that gym was kind of unique and you remember the setting, but it was like the gym was in the big, uh, San Luis sports therapy building. Yep. And Athlon at the time was like in a little tiny room, like, there was such a small little gym. Remember like the actual Yeah, we'd do most of the workouts outside. Yeah, so or, like they or had flip like inside outside. Right. They had outside stuff. Yeah, I remember you, seeing you go outside and like do sprints on the like the sidewalk. Yeah. And like that's tire where drags we, and we stuff. pulled tires and right. stuff like that out there. And then um the other part of the building was like an open like physical therapy clinic. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then that's where a lot of I think um the clients of Athlon were. Yeah. They were coming from the, the PT clinic. I think it was like like hand in hand, you know. Yeah. But um Yeah, that's kinda where where I learned from hands-on work was like from there because nice. obviously most of it was like textbook stuff you know and then once you get in the obviously get on the floor it's much different nice you know so it's yeah. completely different from a textbook what's your background man where did you come from um so i grew up here um i actually started training in the old spot i think the one right after you saw okay um started training for with john for some college football kind of moved around a little bit and things didn't really work in my favor um while I was going to school and working and all that, he actually offered me an internship and then always had intention to open up my own facility and fell in love with studying strength and conditioning. And then one thing led to another and now I'm here and I get a yell at John yeah. all the time. It's yeah. great. Nice. So Kane's yeah. the director of training now. So okay. yeah. Kane basically manages all, almost basically the entire training aspect of the gym with all, all the programs. Nice. Um, and then my role is a little different now, whereas like, three or four years ago, I was coaching a lot of the sessions. Um, and now it's to the point where obviously like, in order for this to kind of expand and grow, which I'm not trying to turn this into like some mega facility. Like I don't mm -hmm. really want that. Globo gym. But um, my envision is like, you gotta know your role within like a team, you know? And like, I, I look at it as like, you have like the owner of a team, you have the head coach of a team and you have your, your skill coaches, like a football analogy, right? Yeah. The owner of a team doesn't ever, <clears throat> excuse me, let me, you know, like it's, it's impossible. It could be done, but it's like, is that effective? Yeah. No. Yeah. So you gotta let your coaches coach. And like, that's where I kind of like, you know, I know my role and I have their roles and like they do their thing and I just help kind of manage and oversee and guide them. And like, mm -hmm. you know, like, and then Kane obviously has like his thing that like, with, with like uh, what he does, like with the other coaches and like overseeing the programming and now the aspect of it, like with the clients and like more interacting with them as like the face and mm -hmm. he sees them more than I do, obviously. So yeah. um, it's good to have someone in, the, in place that you can um, basically entrust the 
yeah. the programming and the the relationship building with. Is that know, a hard so. transition? It was a little bit, like, yeah. Or maybe I should ask you. Was it's, that hard to let, <laughs> it's hard for me to let go of things. So like, <laughs> but I mean, that's how I started. You have to start somewhere and you have to start yeah. training. And I started training. So like, that's what I got into this was I wanted to train people, which is I still mm -hmm. have to coach. But I also understand like, I can't do everything. This is impossible. Yeah. And like, there's no way, yeah. there's no way that I could do everything, nor do I think it's fair to them either. You know? So, yeah. um, I feel like if we just kind of divide and conquer, things will be much easier. Things will go better. Um, the experience is better here now than it's ever been now that we have like clear cut roles and I, we're always improving. It's not perfect. Yeah. You know, like, but I'm always trying to like improve as a leader and like, I'm not perfect by any means either. Yeah. I didn't get into this to say I wanted to be like, I never thought in a million years, like if you would ask me 10 years ago, mm -hmm. do you see yourself being like, like the owner and leader type? And I would have been like, no, I want to just be like the one coach and like coach all the sessions stuff. But obviously things change and you have mm -hmm. to adapt and like things have to just with now like the lifestyle, like I have two kids. Yeah. So uh, things have to change as well. Like I can't be here all the time. Yeah. Like I can't be here from 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. every day. It's like, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. you could do it, but like the chances of burnout are very real in this industry especially with kids, you know? So like you have to be able to like, especially like with their time too, like they can't be here 50 hours a week. Yeah. So it's, they could do it, but that's For, why, that's in my opinion, that's why there's such a high rate of turnover in this industry with trainers and coaches because it's like the burnout is so real. Mm. If you don't like schedule in like rest time or you don't schedule in like, like decent hours, like you're not gonna have a perfect schedule yeah, right away. You're but working around other people's schedules. Yeah, so. but it's like, you know, like with them too, like they've got other other obligations as well in addition to this. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have to balance, manage schedules, manage people's time. So makes sense. it's a yeah. never ending thing, you know, but we're trying our best. Nice. You know, yeah. so we're trying our best. Joey, Joey just sent me this little thing yesterday. It was like, as coaches, your first job is to take care of yourself mentally. If you burn out and quit, the world loses a coach who cares. Yeah. And you do not have that right. Yeah. That's you gotta cool. just, just send me that. Yeah, so that's why like I'm a big believer in like like taking care of like myself with my fitness and stuff too cuz like I I've let it slip numerous mm -hmm. times and we all do I think yeah. every now and then it happens like with yeah. life happens. Sure being a dad doesn't allow you to squat <laughs> bench and press I mean I every try my best day. though. <laughs> I try <laughs> I try to make the time for it and if I have to like yeah, you get it done. miss two days and I have to come in like on a, on a Saturday night or a Sunday morning then I'll do it. Yeah. And Ricky my wife is like cool with it. like she knows like it's important to me so like we just say now with two kids, like, hey, I'm going to the gym, we'll be back in like an hour or something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or like, we make sure that like she gets her time and like, I'll, or I'll go home midday and help out the kids so she can get some stuff done. So it's gotta like be like a give and take. Yeah. But I feel like as um, running a business and stuff, like you have to take care of yourself and like being a family and, or having a family, I should say, can't let your fitness slip, in my opinion, because like if I feel like shit all the time, I'm not gonna be effective as a leader or a, a husband or father. Yeah. It's not, it's impossible. Yeah, you know? that makes so. sense. I think making that, I just, re, I just uh, revisited that book, The E-Myth. I don't mm -hmm. know if you guys have ever read yeah, that. It's like the book. intern, the manager, and yeah. the entrepreneur. Yep. And like the, in, or the intern, the technician. Right. And the technician would be like the person who bakes the pies and mm -hmm. loves to bake pies. And all their friends go, you know what? You should open up a bakery. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, great. So right. then that baker bakes those pies yeah. for 10 hours a day and then tries to do the business in the other yeah. you know, 14 hours left and ends up just burning out as a baker. Right. And it's mm. like making those transitions right. from technician to manager to like entrepreneur to look mm. at the big picture. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's challenging, but it's it very kind of has to be done. Yeah. yeah. You guys got to make, you got to make like, eventually you have to make those calls where you got to, um, allocate other things to people. And yeah. if you're not willing to do that, then mm -hmm. maybe like 
And yeah, and like my my thing is like, what what does success look like for each person, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not going to be the same for every single person. So like, another person who's might be similar to us, maybe they just want to coach clients and that's it. But they did they, they want no part of the process of opening and starting and running a business and managing it or managing people. Like that can be a nightmare for some people. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, like managing a big staff. I don't really want like twenty employees. I don't think that's like. I could probably, I don't know, who knows? Maybe it might change. I don't think I would really want that. You would I don't almost, think it's, yeah, yeah. if it's not your personality, then you no. would almost have to bring on and like, there's, a manager. There's like gyms, like, two like, uh, like there's bigger gyms that have like multiple locations. I don't, I, people have asked, I'm like, I don't really think I want multiple locations. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think for, as of right, off. as of right now, I don't think I want it, but it could change. Yeah. You know, but like for right now, like, I think we're good, we're good with one spot. Yeah, yeah. And we need to like out these walls. Like, this like my my thing is like maximize the space you're in, and then like before you try to open a second spot because it makes no sense to try to open location two if we're not and not every everything here is not tight and it's yeah. everything here is good, but we could do better. So like yeah. that's why I'm not ready to pull a trigger out of number two because it's yeah we're not there yet and, know, and like a big thing here like you'll hear everyone say it here is like the community and how like they feel like every session's like family and I feel like. You know, if you do that too fast, yeah, you lose that like inner relationship, like yeah. with, with other people, and I feel like that's what we really have going for us. Right. Yeah, and I, I never wanted like people to think like <clears throat> we're just looking for numbers. Which yeah. obviously it's important. You got to have your numbers in place. You got to know your numbers, but yeah, every person is not just another dollar sign, right? Yeah, like, yeah especially in this industry. Yeah, you got to like take care of people, and like yeah. I am the type of person where like I don't want to be the absentee owner, and I don't want to be the guy that's like never here. Mm -hmm. Some people are they. They want to do that and that's cool and that's their thing and if that's what they like that's great you know but like me personally like i still want to coach some sessions and i still want to see people and of course go on the floor and talk to people and stuff and make sure everyone sees me every every now and then you know yeah i can't see everybody all the time but mm -hmm. i don't want to be like hey i haven't seen you in like three months but good to see you what's your name again you know like i, <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. that's not personal yeah you know and like this is a personal type gym so like For sure if it was like a global gym and there was like ten thousand members <laughs> Different story. Well, that's the point of that Different business, business model. model right? you know? yeah. It's like yeah. you're, the owner could, could never really be there and it wouldn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Like, because the people that are going to Global Gym, they don't care about that. Yeah. They just want to go and go out and that's it. Well, and that business know? model is like 3,500, 5,000 members. We pray to God they don't show well, up. Well, yeah. Today. Their thing yeah. is like, because yeah. we do not have the they, space for them. <laughs> what is it like? Like, they're expecting like, what, 20% of their members to use, to use the gym? Yeah. It's like I mean, the, and in a shapes. given day, it's got to right. be like maybe less than 10 right. from like oh, for sure. 5 to 7 p.m. Because there's no way they can handle that. They had 30%. There's no but way. But that's that yeah. model. They, they yeah. know for a fact that people are not going to show up. Yeah. That's yeah. just a fact. Like, people are going to buy gym memberships just to have one, to say they have one, but they're not going to use it. Yeah. Yeah. It happens in here, too, all the time. Like, not all the time as much, because we'll, like, actually try to make the effort to... Good job, Bobby. <laughs> we're, we're trying to make <laughs> just, the effort to, like, make, make sure people show up here. Yeah. You know, because it's like, we want you here. So it's like, you got to, like, kind of say, do you want the gym where they don't really... They could care less if you show up or not, which is true, yeah. in my opinion. Or do you want to go to somewhere where like you might have to pay a little more, but it's because we're gonna take care of you. You're gonna get results. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. be held accountable, and we're actually gonna talk to you and know yeah. who you are. So yeah. many different factors you know. in play. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. days like that aren't terrible. Like sometimes I want to put my headphones and go mm -hmm. not talk to anybody, mm -hmm. but and like it's really appealing mm -hmm. for maybe a day or two. Yeah. And then That's it starts so to get true. old real quick. Like yeah. you're like, oh, this is great. I'm by myself. I can squat. Nobody talks to me. Mm. You're like this is fantastic. And then yeah. a couple of days of that, and you're like, man, there's something missing. Yeah. I don't know mm. what it is. Yeah. But this isn't the all that it could be. Yeah. I, I don't miss that scene. Yeah. Like the commercial gym scene. It's, it's different. It's not, it's not for everybody. It's a lot of people like it, you know. But 
I look at it as like people that go to those gyms, like you're renting access to equipment is what mm -hmm. the membership entitles you to. Mm -hmm. okay. That's the base level of membership. And then if you want anything else, you might have to pay extra, which who knows. And then you, you don't know what you're going to get as far as like, uh, you know, quality, quality. Yeah. yeah very I mean, low you're standards. Low, in my opinion, like <laughs> the lower the price point, it's like, are you getting quality from that? Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that model is like, like, let's just say there's a gym that's like $10 a month, $9 a month, whatever the gym is, right? Might be purple. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Having a what are you going to get out of that, stuff. right? And it's like, the, 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 that's like basically saying, you don't have to commit to anything. Yeah. Like, it's only $10. You may show yeah. up, you may not. It's, it's whatever. And people are going to all of a sudden, like a year goes by and they've just blown. It's not that much money, but still, it's like the fact that you have a membership or not using it, in my opinion, it's like, go somewhere where at least maybe you'll feel that a little bit more and then maybe you'll you'll want to show up a little bit my mom jokingly calls yeah. that a fat tax <laughs> yeah. that's a good fat tax this fat month tax. that's I'm a like, good that's a good ah. that's a good thing i never heard that because i'll ask my mom hey do, you know have you been this mm -hmm. month or whatever and I'll, I'll i'll help her with like outdoor workouts and like stuff that she can do around the lake and like yeah. things like that right that she actually enjoys right Be like hey have you been to the place that you're paying for she's like not in the last 30 days <laughs> yeah she paid the fat tax. Right. And I was like, it's pretty common. Like people will come in here from other gyms and like gyms, like, you know, the bigger global type gyms. And mm -hmm. they're just like, yeah, I've had a membership there for like uh, a year and I've probably gone like maybe 10 times. Oh. Like that's pretty sad that you're not using the place that you're paying for, but it sucks because there's no accountability. Like they're not yeah. going to call each person. It's impossible. They yeah. can't. Yeah. So. I, li I literally had, I used to go to Planet Fitness. I'm just going to say it out loud. I used to go to Planet <laughs> Fitness when I was a sophomore in high school. Don't be mad. I mean, I still have a 24 hour fitness membership just because, I mean, what is it? Like yeah, $9 or something month, from when I was in high school. Right. And yeah. if I'm traveling out in the middle of nowhere, sometimes yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And if I'm traveling and I need to use the bathroom, it's yeah. great. Yeah. You just enter your code. Yeah. You head into the 24 hour. You got your own it's little true, nice man. place. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. A little shower. Yeah. I think they're I good. They're good to have, you yeah. know, like if, if you know, like you can hold yourself accountable and you can, you can work out solo. Like, I mean, we yeah. could all do that. No problem. Yeah. But the average gym goer probably is not going to be like that. Well, man, you know? even for us, that gets old. Right. Oh yeah. So you were saying you had plenty. Oh, so then, basically yeah. I went four years later cause <laughs> I had herniated disc in my back and I needed some, just some leg extension machines and stuff. Um, I went four years later and they told me I never canceled it. And they said that I owed 600 something dollars. Oh, and I was like, I was like, all right, so you can either say that I don't owe this and then I get a membership or like, I'm just never going to call you back and not pay this. Yeah. And they were like, oh, you have to pay it. So I'm never stepping foot in Planet Fitness again, but yeah, it's okay. 24 hour fitness. There we go. Yeah. Go there. Planet, you can do their pizza night, I think. <laughs> oh, pizza night. Uh, pizza and bagel night. Pictures? And, yeah. Uh, tootsie roll days. Too, yeah. I think, right, I think. yeah. From yeah. what I've heard. 10 bucks a month is worth pizza. Alone. Yeah. That's a real thing then, right? They do that. Like, yeah. I've seen pictures thing. of that. Yeah. yeah. They have Tootsie yeah. Rolls in there like every day in a bowl. It's great. That's awesome. Why don't we Just have that them. here? That would uh, probably keep retention up. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, I know. <laughs> Getting free business. Yeah. That. Yeah. I think that's something too. It's interesting when you go to like an awesome gym like this where you guys have a community mm. and people haven't experienced that. Um, like it's interesting. Oh, there's a few questions I have to ask them first. Hey, if you do go to a global type gym, have you ever like had like a trainer? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. oh, it was so great, but it was expensive. You know what I mean? That, that's like right. a big thing right there. Cause they'll pay 70 in the city, mm -hmm. sometimes like 120, $150 an hour right. for it's a trainer. About, about same year. And so it's like, yeah. you come here and you're like, look, like we have personal training sessions. We also have like probably group classes and things like that where mm -hmm. it is like you're being trained personally mm -hmm. or at least in a group, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like that value once, since you like somebody goes one time and their eyes are like, oh my God, right. mm -hmm. this, the value there is right. huge. Yeah. You know?
Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, you just got to just like get people. I think like it's hard for people to justify sometimes like the cost of, of, of a program like this. I, I hate to say the word cost because it sounds like negative. Mm -hmm. Instead of like, I try to say like investment, right? It's like, yeah, let's just not say cost because you're, you're going to get a return out of this. Like a cost, in my opinion, is like there's money gone. It's, it's by there's yeah. no return back to you. It's like you're making like a like um, just, you know, general bill pay, right? Or something versus yeah. like, yeah, you're going to pay a little bit extra, but it's like you're going to get a return on your investment because your health is going to improve. You're gonna feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. You're gonna get results that you have been wanting for years that you haven't gotten solo. Yeah. Right. And maybe they don't need personal training. Maybe they just want a little part, being part of a group and being part of a something like, where they can make friends and like mm -hmm. go somewhere like they'll know they'll show up and they can have the same repeatable experience every time. Yep. I think that's valuable in itself. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. It's not even a cost. Thing. It's just it's value, right? Right. And it is investment. So if you can, mm -hmm. if for every dollar or minute that you spend in here, you know you're getting it back mm -hmm. tenfold. Right. right. You know. Yeah. It's not like, I mean, I've definitely wasted time in a global gym before. Mm -hmm. And for every dollar I mean, I spent in there, oh, dude, I wasn't mm -hmm. getting anything back no. from whatever yeah. I was doing that no. day. You yeah. know? No. And it's like, I mean, I'm, I might be a little biased, but I feel like we have the best program in Napa by far. But I, say. I think yeah. cost-wise, yeah. it's absolutely just worth the accountability. Like, mm -hmm. if you know you're going to show up because you have people that know and love you and care for you, like... yeah. You know you're going to show up four times a week compared to four times in four months right. to another gym. Like the accountability alone is worth the investment. Right. Yeah. Right. Not right. just that, but we were talking about food barbell earlier. Right. And like the accountability of having a good time with friends, but also getting one or two or three texts mm -hmm. when you told yeah. people you were going to be there at six. Yeah. And it's like six or five, six, seven. Like, hey, man. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Yeah. Oh. I mean, like, we'll, we'll do that too. Like, you know, like obviously, like we have this conversation all the time. We're like, you know. Most of our clients are adults. Well, we still have the kids program too, but yeah. like, yeah. it's completely different. Like if a kid doesn't show up, like we know they probably got Their sports or whatever, or but we still want to hold them accountable as well. It's like your parents are paying for you to come here. Mm -hmm. It's their job to get you here, obviously. But you know, like we want the parents also know like, Hey, they need to, they need to like invest in this and take this seriously. Just like any other sport practice. You can't just not show up. Yeah. Right. And then like, same thing like with, with our adult clients, like we we're they're adults. Like we're not going to like scold them or hold their hand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the same time though, it's like, where you been? Like, it's been like, it's been a month. Okay. Yeah. Like we, you know, a, a week or two, we get it. Like life happens, you know, you get back on the wagon, let's go. But yeah, you've been out a month. Like where you been? Yeah. You know, like we want, we want you to be here. If you don't want to come in, like maybe let's just put your thing on pause or let's maybe just cancel it. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not the right time. Yeah. You know, and I'd rather somebody not waste money and not be here and we'll just cancel it out. Mm -hmm. than me like just continue to bill somebody and then not show up yeah you which, know, is, like, which is big like i think people see that and like they're right. like oh like he realizes i've been gone he asked me to pause it like this dude is more invested than me yeah. than he is about my payment every month yeah how are those how do those conversations take place do you, are are you trying to get to like the why of an adult why it happens kind of why they're here yeah, you know, yeah like so we we try to get them to go back to that all the time it's like yeah. why do you why do you come here in the first place yeah something something caused you to like finally raise your hand and say like, okay, I'm ready to come to a place like this. Mm. And um, it can be a little intimidating, but it's like, let's not forget why you started because I think people do. Like eventually the motivation will, it always drops for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. like, well, we have that sign over there. Just this one over motivation, yep. like from Jim Wendler. Like eventually your motivation becomes irregardless of what, why you're here now. Like you don't need to be motivated to go to the gym. You need to be disciplined because that's what you're supposed to do. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. You're supposed to move your body it's just part of your life now. If you invested and you make you made the choice, then let's do it. And yeah. let's just not fall off and let's be adults and let's just work this into your daily routine. Just like you do 
your doctor appointment, your dentist appointment, your mm. your car repairs. Like you make you make appointments, you make them, you go. Yeah, it should be the same way. And some, for some reason, people just it happens. I understand life happens, but we try to just say, you know, obviously, if you don't want to be here, let's just maybe just not waste money. Yeah, and mm. maybe when it's the right time. But I I, w I like to have a conversation first and hopefully talk them back. Yeah, before they decide to stop or whatever. But it is what it is. Well, yeah, I think motivation, I mean, it's kind of bullshit, right? Because it's mm -hmm. its like a feeling. It's like a gut feeling, right? right? Like you get angry and then that goes away. Yeah. You get like anxious and then that goes away, right? Yeah. Motivation is kind of like that too. I mean, mm -hmm. it's fleeting. Right. right? You'll, it is. you'll be motivated. Oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. And then it goes away. Yeah. yeah. And then you wake up and it's there like when you don't want it. Mm -hmm. And it's not there like when you need it. I mean, I have you periods know, of like, high motivation oh. too. And like they come and go. Like there's some days where like, I don't want to work out or like of there's some days where like I'll be sitting in there and I'm, I've been on a computer for two hours. And I'm like, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, I like, I, I've been procrastinating on my website with that, that guy I yeah. referred you to yeah. uh, Matt, right? Matt's yeah. his name. Yeah. He's been fantastic. Okay, cool. <laughs> I still have to update the rest of it and I haven't done it. And it's been, how long has it been since I, I, I told you about him? A <laughs> few months. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm halfway done and I just, I keep seeing it on my freaking to-do list and I'm like, I still have to write like two more pages of freaking ad copy and I don't want to do it, but I have to do it. Yep. You know, and it's just like one of those things where it's like, I need to have this, the discipline just to freaking get it done. Mm -hmm. And like, like the other morning I woke up, I didn't have to do it, but I woke up at, at five o'clock because I knew I had to get stuff done because once the kids get up, all chaos begins. Yeah. And I know like if it's quiet and nothing else is going on, I can get a lot done, which I did that morning. I'm like, I just got to do this more now. And I, we're usually up by like 630 anyways, mm -hmm. but at least it gave me an hour and a half. Sorry. It gave me an hour and a half to, um, I was hitting my cup, coffee cup on the table. <laughs> Gave me an hour and a half to get some stuff done. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, um, yeah you just gotta, you gotta d just make it happen and figure out what's important to you. Yeah. You know? I only worked out when I felt good mm. and when I was motivated, mm. I'd be super out of shape. Yeah. yeah. Or it's like, I told someone the other day, it's like, every, this happened, you know, this people, it happens all the time. They're like, oh, that workout, like they just hit a personal record, but they came in and they're like, I'm just here. I don't know. Oh, I'm just like, I hope I have a good workout. I have no <laughs> idea. I don't know what's going to happen. Or like, like I am so tired. I didn't sleep last night. Or like, I don't know. You just got to do it. Like life happens. Like you're not going to have a perfect workout every single time. And the right stars aren't going to align all the time. Yeah. Like you're not going to get eight hours of sleep. You're not going to like have your best nutrition probably every single day. You can try, you, you know, stuff happens. Just got to do it. Yeah. You just went nine for nine in the last meet you were saying. Yeah. And it felt great after, right? Yeah. But I wonder I mean, like, how did that week leading up like if you look back on that week or that morning leading up to out, it were you? you like kind of worried a little bit well i mean it, you know i had had a busted up shoulder and then like my buddy actually who he just had my godson he had his first son who used to train with me my old training partner his wife was pregnant she was still pregnant at that point yeah so ricky was pregnant with a second kid so both my training partners were kind of out of the mix for the time being my shoulder was all busted up yeah um but so I trained by myself and it was terrible and I hated every second of it. But, you know, I was motivated maybe one day a month, but it's, I set a meet and I set a date and, you know, I had to be disciplined. It was like he was saying, like it was an appointment. It was like a business meeting. Mm -hmm. I did, you know, prep for it and it sucked. And, but then, you know, I went in and I, you know, crushed some pretty good weights at 178 yeah. pounds yeah. and. It was good. It went better than I planned, and you know, just because I was disciplined. Especially yeah. when you got, you're training for competition, I think that's a lot harder, yeah. in my opinion. Like, cause you're like, you're pushing yourself hard, and you can't obviously like training for competition is mm -hmm. much more intense than just you know training normally. 
right? Because mm. the weights go up, joints start to hurt a little bit, probably. Oh, you know? Absolutely. That's powerlifting and weightlifting. That's just part of the game, <laughs> you know? And like, there's, I forget who said this, but it's always like, uh, no one ever said competing was supposed to make you feel good. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. like training for like athletics. All our professional athletes don't feel good all the time. Yeah, there's another one that was, if you want to yeah. be healthy, don't compete. Yeah, because I think Stan yeah. Everding said that. Like, if you want to be healthy, don't compete. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's so true. true. <laughs> it's like, most people don't need to train with like 90% weights all the time. Yep. They don't have to do that anymore. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. yeah. It's like, do you really, I mean, if unless you're training for competition, then, then do it. But it starts to get hard. Yeah. And that could be like anything. That could be a competition with strength, or if you yeah. see somebody running like a hundred mile or something hard. like that. Yeah. Or even recently, I did a bodybuilding show, and people were like, "Oh, yeah, I like, that. how'd sure you that. feel?" Yeah. Like, I felt terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you talking? about? We're not supposed to be no. at that body yeah, like percent. Those, those guys, I respect that. that. Those you guys, the bodybuilders on stage, like they all feel terrible. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Because you're not. No one's supposed to be that lean. No. Just like, you cannot be that lean. You're wrong. It's impossible. No. And it takes an immense amount of. Yeah. Effort and dedication. Like your social life was probably none. Yeah. And it's for a very short time. time. Right. Right. Very short time. Right. But I mean, you can get a lot. You can, it's proof you can get very lean in a quick amount of time. Yeah. But you have to be super strict mm -hmm. and everything has to be counted. Everything has to be accounted for. Nothing, you can't let anything slip through the cracks. No. Your sleep, your your nutrition, your your workouts. Well, that's right? what started to, to falter for me a little bit, I think, was the leaner I got, the worse my sleep would yeah, get. Yeah. It makes and sense. It's like, dang, it makes how sense. do I like, take some melatonin or how do I do yeah. something to where I'm still mm. like recovering? Right. It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Yeah. And then sure. the minute that we went out that night, got some steak and oh, some good you food. Felt, you felt really I'm good. Huh? I bet. I think you felt amazing. I felt, uh, I had half a beer and I was toasted. <laughs> nice. Super, yes. <laughs> nice. Super hammered. Yeah. Your body was ready to, to suck up any nutrients it could at that yeah, point. I, I was probably about 30 pounds lighter than I was right now. Oh I'm dehydrated God. and depleting right. stuff, but right. so maybe only like 20 and then wow. another yeah. 10 with water. 10 water cut. Yeah. But it was uh, it was interesting. Awful. The best part about the actual stage day was like all the candy and Reese's uh, and everything that everybody was eating just yeah. to, just sugar to get some sugar to get <laughs> right. yourself like on stage. Oh my yeah. god! I, I always, can't imagine. Yeah, it was interesting. I, I did imagine. it more for an experiment to be like, hey, I always kind of made fun of this. It was interesting. I mean, it was cool to look at. Yeah. But like, what would this feel like? Right. And it was, I mean, terrible. I think they, they held us because. All of the prejudging is done before everybody gets there. Right. So like the first, second, third place they for know who's gonna... physique bodybuilding show is done. Okay. Like the nighttime stuff is just for fun. Right? Okay. It's like it's almost like if we lifted in a meet and went nine when nobody was here. Uh, okay. And then just kind of did like a like back off sets. Okay. Yeah. The the night of. That's kind of what it's like. Okay. Yeah. So but for uh prejudging, they held us up there for like 14 minutes or something like that. So it's like, like, please God, yeah, please. right. You know, right bicep right here. And I'm I, done. we got off stage. I went to my hands and my knees. I was crushed. Oh, shit. Like, it was way harder than I thought it was going to be. I, I, I don't think I could do it, man. No, no. the best part was I I could do it. anything facing the judges got sucked in. Like everything's tight. This is good. And then as soon as we turn around for like, let's just say it's let like it a out. rear double buy yeah. or something, <laughs> you hear all the guys like, oh, <laughs> like just guts are out. And like, just like all, all I need to do is flex my back and my butt right now. <laughs> the abs I are not showing. It. That's a, that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. No, just training a beast of a sport. Yeah. yeah. I guess like with, with like strength sports, obviously, you know, you got to take into account your performance more so than like physique doesn't matter in spring sports, you know, yeah. but yeah. there's pros and cons to yeah, both. For there's, sure. there's pros and cons like with body. I think I just feel like bodybuilding is such an extreme. Yeah. And you just, it's not 
there's no way it's sustainable. I mean, you can't do that all the time. Yeah. Unless no. you're unless you're a professional bodybuilder. That's your that's your job. You figure it out. But yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you get paid to do, do that. Right. Yeah. You get paid sure. to do it. But even then, those guys have off seasons. Of course. And they're mm. walking around like, who's that guy? And all of a sudden you see him on stage, you're like, is that the same person? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, he was fifty pounds heavier in the off season. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And we talk about pros too. Right. And they start, you know, if you if you're allowed to be on gear, right. then it's like a whole different Oh yeah, then that's yeah. completely different yeah. from there. You know, that's like, a whole different, a different area altogether. But natural yeah. bodybuilding is, is way harder, I'm sure. Mm. Yeah, no, is is it's gotta be interesting because we you can't rely on anything. Harder in different ways, I should yeah. say. Yeah. Because you know? yeah. you're you're the obviously the hormones do help a ton. Yeah, I'm sure. Right? With with like with gear and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. Being with, the open, with open recovery class. with like, with like recovery from workouts and all yeah. that kind of stuff. You know? Even with that, it's like your relationship with food has just got to be terrible. Yeah. Like, I think the only way I, I went into it and not had that problem was being a kinese major and understanding exercise fizz and like mm -hmm. mm -hmm. kind of understanding food as fuel, but still like it, it started to get me a little bit like mm -hmm. that, like, oh, this is weird. I can't eat this. This is bad. This is good. Right. Like yeah. bad good started right. to have a a weird especially i mean as i got closer and closer and then like peak week yeah, yeah. I, I i couldn't even think i mean my head was just gone mm. yeah that's tough <laughs> yeah that's tough I did, it's an interesting sport but it's not like i don't know if you can take that and then say well like I, you know i'm gonna be strong but for later on too yeah like with strength in my opinion like if you can at some point squat 500 600 get to that point yeah when you're older, you're going to be able to get off the toilet longer. Like yeah. you're going to be able to to understand, mm -hmm. you know, like how to keep yourself strong. Yeah. Right. Even if it's just like slight, you know, air squat work and stuff when right. you're older. I feel like it's more useful too. It's like obviously like we're not really there to like obviously our number one job as a person is not to have the best physique, but it could be everyone's goal. Yeah. But the number one priority, in my opinion, should be function and health yeah, for everybody and longevity in your life, life. quality <laughs> of life. Yeah. And then obviously if you have a good physique, it's a byproduct of your training and your nutrition. Mm. And that's just what happens. Yeah. You know, but like obviously having sub like single digit body fat is not realistic for most people, nor is it, is it the healthiest thing either? Maybe, maybe not. If you're genetically gifted and you're right. there, there's nothing wrong with being lean. You just gotta, awesome. you just gotta just kind of yeah. like, what's, what's the amount of like, th you, you gotta sacrifice some things yep. to be lean. Yep. You do. Yep. And it takes an immense amount level of commitment and dedication to be lean. Yep. And not only to get there, but stay there. Right. And there's two ways to do I mean, uh, some of those guys I would, I did it more on like a macro approach. So like mm -hmm. if I wanted a beer or a pizza, I had, I just fit it in. Right. Yeah. But I showed up that day and there was a couple of kids that they're like, oh, I haven't had a beer in like four months. I'm like what? Yeah. Yeah. Like have How a freaking beer. Did dude. you do yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 just add it in. You'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. yeah. Or like have it, I like maybe after your workout or something, you know, like maybe you don't, don't feel as guilty for having a beer. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Competition stuff. I mean, you got, so speaking of competition, you, you do a lot of younger athletes here too, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, okay. have, we have a kid's program. So like we have middle school, high school, um, as a separate training program, a little bit more individualized, um, mm -hmm. a little bit more into account as far as like performance based. Uh, we incorporate the Olympic lifts. We feel like we're a big, obviously a believer in using them for athletics. I just feel like nothing can replace them. Yeah. No. I feel like you can still incorporate other tools like, medicine balls and jumps like yeah, I feel like nothing is mutually exclusive though meaning like <laughs> like for example there's a there's a big argument all the time as far as like weightlifting is a waste of time for athletes it's like well not really because I feel context. like 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 if you know how to teach it and it might take a little time but I think it's worth the time yeah and I feel mm -hmm. like there's such a good benefit from them with the the teaching someone how to how to accelerate and then mm -hmm. absorb force yeah 
with a bar. Mm-hmm. It's like very useful for like contact sports, especially being able to absorb force. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I just feel like there's something else that there's just something different with doing a clean versus just a medicine ball throw. Yeah. yeah. Like I feel like their medicine balls are great. Don't get me wrong. We have a ton of them over there, but I feel like you can still teach a power clean and power snatch. Yeah. You know, like they should be able to do them. Like they go to most colleges are doing them if they're going to play college sports. So you might as well learn how to do them right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think a big component you too, know? other than just strength and speed and acceleration and stuff is like you, when you have a barbell and you're starting to get under it with a, let's say a clean mm-hmm. power clean, mm-hmm. you have to also like understand your body in relation to space. Right. Yeah. Right. You have to understand. What was like, that thing you, you said to balance to the younger, yeah, <clears throat> the young kids about moving their bodies? Oh, the so yeah, it was just like pretty simple cue. I was just saying it's much easier to move your bar around the body or your body around the bar than it is the bar around your body. Yeah. And that was one of the biggest things like what you're saying, like when I started learning about like intermuscular, like coordination, like, to a certain extent, you figure that out with med ball throws and plyometrics, but like knowing what position to be in and what needs to fire at what time, that's like same kind of deal when a young athlete's playing football and puts his foot in the ground and he needs yeah. to go that way. Like that's something that, you know, you should take the time to invest in yourself to know how to teach them. Yeah. It's just such good Makes training sense. too. Like you don't, like every muscle is working together at the same time yeah. as hard as possible to to do the job that mm-hmm. you want it to do. Mm-hmm. And it's fast and it's explosive. Don't we want that for sports, right? Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. And it's good for any sport in my opinion, or it's good for just life in general too. Yeah. Like, cause that the qualities as you age start to go, like speed and power are the first to go. Mm-hmm. And if you don't retain that somehow, whether it's, even if you just do a freaking box jump before you squat, like 10 or 20 reps. Yeah. So you're doing something powerful in yeah. your life. Like don't lose that quality. This is important. I feel like that's, as we age, you know, the muscle fibers start to slow down and stuff, but you can, you can minimize that. Obviously we can't, we can't reverse the aging process right now, at least, or stop it altogether. <laughs> Maybe eventually some CRISPR yeah, right. we'll <laughs> but um, you can at least like slow that process down and still be youthful to an extent. And I, I just feel like kids should know how to do that. I feel mm-hmm. and it's just my opinion. I think that's good. And not only that, but everyone's always like, my kid is so inflexible. I'm like, well, you put them under a bar, and it drives them to the floor or the clean, they're gonna, they're gonna have some good flexibility. Yeah, yeah. They're like, people I don't think understand like sitting in a full squat with an upright posture is incredibly good flexibility. Yeah. You know, and or an overhead squat. That. An we, overhead squat is, is the best in my opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being able to snatch, full snatch is like the best test of flexibility. Yeah, flexibility, mobility, it shows stability, you everything. Like the whole, well, and you yeah. have two little ones. It's right. not like we're not born with that. Right. Like if you've ever seen, I've seen tons of pictures yeah, of toddlers squat. going to grab something yeah. and you're like, oh my God, right. knees are tracking. That is a perfect like, squat. Thoracic yeah. <laughs> spine is beautiful. Right. Like yeah. how is this possible? And then we learn, we learn to not learn that. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? We learn to get, out of those shapes. It's just natural movement. I don't know where like yeah. this, like don't squat below X degrees or whatever. It's like, do what your body's designed to do. Look at a toddler. Yeah, what are you exactly. talking about? Exactly. And obviously if someone has flexibility limitations, then obviously you work around it and you try to improve it over time. Yeah. And then some people, obviously like we've seen it, they come in and they just can't do it no matter what you do. And maybe you don't force it though. This is you John just, subtweeting. You just do me. what you can do. <laughs> well, yeah. So like when he first started snatching, he couldn't snatch. Like he couldn't, he couldn't even over I literally squat. split snatching a meet. He couldn't over squat the bar. Nice. Yeah. Like the bar over squatting is impossible. Too much. His, his ankles were too stiff. His uh, shoulders were jacked up. Yeah, his elbow was jacked up. Was... Hips were too tight. <laughs> he was just so used to like box squatting and, and yeah. just not doing anything overhead. So yeah. it took us a while, but he got to that point. Is yeah. this inflexibility you think from sport specific or um, is this just I think how like, your body works? A little bit of both. Always as a kid, I wasn't, I wasn't super flexible or mobile. Like, 
I would crush everything on presidential physical fitness and sit and reach. I'd have to cheat when my teacher was looking away or something. <laughs> sit and reach is one of the best tests of fitness. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrible. It's um, very good. But yeah, I think a combination of that, like, you know, naturally I'm kind of like a tight spring. They always call me the rusty coil. That's why, uh, Aber. <laughs> yeah. Aber, yeah, Aber nicknamed him the rusty coil. Rusty nice. coil. He's like, I, want to, I just want to push you down. <laughs> it's like, as soon as we let you go, it's like, bing. Because <laughs> he, I mean, he's very explosive. Like he can jump like, what is your 37 inch vertical jump? 37 and a half. Dang. Like and okay. He, he can sprint. He's a, so naturally fast, very explosive person. You see that though. They're very, they have stiff yeah. tendons. It's kind of good to an extent. Gives yeah. you a little pop. You know, like you want to be able to, he can move, you know, but it's just like, you got to have like a balance kind of. too. Like, <laughs> like he moves well, but obviously, you know, like, like, and then there's also at the other end of the spectrum, is too much mobility and flexibility a bad thing either. I've seen that too. And it is. Yeah. It can be because yeah. and then all of a sudden you get too loose, too yeah. relaxed. Compromised position. Like we have a girl in here. Um, she's a, she's a middle schooler, but she's always been a cheerleader and dancer mm-hmm. um, yeah. or competitive, competitive cheer, whatever you want to call it. But she's very flexible. Almost too much to an extent. Yeah. It's almost detrimental because she's got a little bit of laxity in her shoulders um, and she's got a little bit of a hard time. Like she's getting better, mm-hmm. but you can just tell like she has enough flexibility. She does not, in my opinion, doesn't need to stretch much yeah. anymore. Yeah. She, can, she can still maintain that, but it's like, how much more do you need? Like sure. she can literally like sit against the wall in a splits and just like, yeah, you know, like put her arm and just like, she's like reading a book or something. And like, yeah. She's got enough flexibility that she, more than she needs. Yeah. Well, especially when you go like joint by joint, right? right. I want my ankles flexible. I want my knee, knees stable. Right. I want my mm-hmm. hips flexible. I want my low back stable. Right. Yeah. I want my thoracic spine flexible. Yeah. I want my scaps. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I love doing yoga and it's great. But when they're like, oh, we're going to get like your low back as flexible as we can. It's like, right. mm, and well, and then should you, it be? You see, yeah. like, you know? you see the, the, the effects of not being flexible at all your whole life have as you get older, like with our adult clients, mm-hmm. a lot of them are so stiff from years of not stretching. Or just sitting. Or just sitting. Yeah. And then they're mm-hmm. like, always something hurts all the time. It's yeah. like, is it the joint that's hurting or is it, what's the cause of the joint pain? Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's like, if you're, if you don't, if you haven't stretched, like my stepdad, I, I'm, I hate to put him on the spot here. <laughs> Larry, I love you, but he's, he's always like, he's never been a gym guy. I never really stretched much and he's got mm-hmm. stuff that hurts and he's doing a great mm-hmm. job though. Like he's lost it some weight here and much better than he ever has. And like, it's feel, feeling good and stuff. But he's always like, when he first started, his back hurt a lot and his knees hurt a lot. And then like his shoulders are very inflexible because he was, you know, was hunched over like this, you know? Yeah. So it's taken in time, but that's just an example. He's not the only one in here. Like mm-hmm. it happens all the time. And then we have like our, the dental hygienist clients that come in with like their backs are a wreck because they're always bent over a chair and yeah. leaning to the side and like their, their necks and their backs are a wreck. Yeah, we you just know. we just had um, one of our clients on Monday or Tuesday. Um, she sits for work all day long, and she's she's telling me how her shoulders feels all jacked up from being hunched over. And then Tuesday we finished our little strength training session with hundred band pull aparts or hundred face pulls with the band, and she was like, "What did we do to fix my shoulder? Like it's who's that." Shy. Oh, nice. Yeah, she was like, nice. my shoulder feels 10 times better than nice. when I came so doing, in. Yeah. Bringing these out. We were just doing face pulls yep. or pull aparts. And like, <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, your your body's probably just been in a shitty position, yeah. shitty posture. I mean, like, this, this feels terrible. Just holding your shoulders oh, like yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. And like, just, just feels so bad. Like, having your shoulders rotated forward and hunched. Yep. Yeah. Like, when you pull them back and like get a little blood back there, it feels so much better. Yeah. Yeah. You I'm know? in a car all day and it's interesting when you see, let's just say like a, a front seat of a car, mm-hmm. it's flat where your 
thoracic is, and right. then it rounds and over, then it, and yeah. you're like, no, yeah. why yeah. did he make it like that? Yeah. Like, we need to make something that goes the other way. Yeah. Yeah. forces your shoulders forward. Yeah. I used to have a lot of anterior pain, and then when I realized, like, oh, interesting, you know, I'm going to work on this and stuff, and then I started to work on band pull-aparts, face pulls, and mm -hmm. things like that, I'm like, oh, it's getting better. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I try to do them, like, almost every every workout, whether it's in a warm-up or part of the workout. Mm -hmm. I just feel they're good to do. You, you can't really get too sore from them. No. And, like, what's the problem with having a stronger upper back? There's really nothing. There's no downside to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's, that's what... Uh, Listen to a podcast with Klokov. I'm sure you know who Klokov yeah, is. He's, he was just uh, going through like how before every workout, obviously this applies to general pop too, but like how he would do back extensions with a with a barbell on his back, and then he would do 100 face pulls, 100 pull aparts. He's like, it's like the typical like typical person is sitting like our upper back is the biggest issue, like the biggest crutch for everyone, like because our shoulders are just our chest is super tight, our shoulders are internally rotated. So you're saying like he worked his upper back every single day before every workout. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and it's the stronger your scapula muscles are, the better stability you're gonna have overhead. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you just feel like they lock in place when you have stuff overhead, and like you don't get that winging in the back. You know, or like this, you can see the shoulder blades poking out and stuff. And yeah, I just feel like being able to just retract them and like comfortably, and like be able to actually feel the muscles working back there is a very like how many how many kids come in they they can't retract their shoulder blades. Yeah, they can't do it. That's great. They like, don't know how I'm they don't like, know that. Like, like I put their finger in between their my pinch my fingers and they just can't do it. They don't know. Yeah. So like we we program for almost I think every kid does band, band pull parts, face pulls. Good. Like yeah. Every every workout they yeah, do yeah. some sort of every rear, person upper here. back. Every person does it every day. <laughs> well yeah. that's kinda that's one of my questions. That was something I've been pondering too, something to be said. So <laughs> we got a rusty spring, whether it's you know <laughs> what I mean? Like whether it's genetic or some sports stuff. Yeah. So like let's say you see that kid mm -hmm. that he's got a ton of power and it's like great, whatever age he is. The tendency for that parent is to be like, all right, this is your sport, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. When does that become, you know, like how specialized, in your opinion, do you yeah. think you should be when you're... This is my favorite time. We're going to start this. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, you know, you're like, I mean, you're three years old. Like, because the tendency, like, let's say I'm a parent. Yeah. My kid's really good at this yeah. and he enjoys doing it. Yeah. Boom, this is what you're doing for the next 20 years, whether it's going to wreck you or not. Right? That's like kind mm -hmm. of the tendency versus like, hey, let's get some general yeah. strength going on and then see how yeah. you kind of develop as an athlete. Yeah, I don't know. Like how think do you have those conversations? It's like hard, how, you know? it's hard because this is the way it is now. So you can't you can't say don't do this because this is just, this is how United States sports are with, you, with youth kids, this is how it is. So we have to do our best to just be like, okay, here's what we recommend. If you don't agree, that's fine. But here are the ramifications of specializing early and the, it's, Proof. I'm not making it up. It's not biased. Yeah. It's true. Surgery. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to basically educate people with what could possibly happen. You, there's not a guarantee that says if you specialize, you're going to rupture your 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 ulnar ligament or whatever this is called. Yeah. yeah. The ulnar lateral ligament. Yeah. Like, but there's a chance if you pitch at an early age and that's all you do is pitch, it could happen, and it's very common. Mm. Um, the same thing. Like, I, I, this is more common than ever. How many girls have we seen that have ruptured their ACLs in high school playing basketball? Basketball, yeah. Or soccer, yeah. just yeah. jumping and landing. Yeah. Or running on the court and all of a sudden they cut and pop, there it goes. And it's not that sudden incident. It's the the chronic over time, no strength training. Yeah. Zero, none. And well, all they do is play sports. All they do is play basketball all, all year, for example. Yeah. There's a downside to that. And they're There's, already predispositioned to look right. like when you look at the female pelvis generally yeah. versus right. like a male, it's mm -hmm. a little bit more turned in. Yeah. You and know? that's, like that's a, why I try to tell parents too, is like your daughter has a higher chance of ACL injury. See Bobby. Um, 
high chance of ACL injury because of her anatomy and the facts are here. Yeah. It's true. Yeah, there's research for that. You it's know? not just and like up let's some just like, you know, let's just and I don't use that as a scare tactic. I just like to say, you know, when when people come in and maybe they're inquiring and they bring their daughter in or something, I just try to say like, all right, um, you know, your daughter needs this for sure. Mm -hmm. I, I, you don't have to sign up for the program, but I feel like if you want to have longevity, and you want, if anything, you want to have an enjoyable experience in sports. Maybe yeah. you don't want to play college sports. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but like, let's keep her healthy and moving, and just feel confident, and good about yourself. At least through high school. And uh, you know, the chance of injury go way down when you start doing some strength training. It's it's true, and mm -hmm. I say this all the time. I feel like people think like maybe I'm biased or something because we have a gym, but I'm just trying to report the facts mm -hmm. and say like this is what happens when you strengthen your body. Yeah. You're like becoming more resilient to injury. You know, obviously, like you can't prevent every single injury. That's impossible. Yeah, but. Mm -hmm. You can prevent a lot of non-contact injuries, I feel. Yeah. Like if you know how to land, like from a jump, it's amazing how many kids don't know how to land. Yeah. Or they don't know how to jump properly. Or even like walk. Or you yeah. see like ankles yeah. and you're like, hmm, that, yeah. you know, you can start and to see one of the, different. One of the things is like, one of the common things that when parents come in is like, I want my kid to get faster. Uh, we, we understand. I know. Okay. <laughs> but if they and they're like, they're like running all over the place. They're like running like this and like their arms are flannel and they, I'm like, they need a little bit of, of strength in their posture to hold that. Otherwise, yeah. like I could show them how to run, Yeah. but they're not gonna build a whole position. It's, yeah. a, it's impossible. They're not gonna put any force in the ground. No, like their legs and their core equation. and their back aren't strong enough to hold the position. So what is what good is technique work gonna do with with nothing behind that? And I'm not saying like you have to lift a ton of weights as a young kid, Yeah. but some sort of calisthenics or something to like get them strong a little bit in relation to their body, rel relatively strong we're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's relative, Yeah. right? So. Being able to like at the at the minimum stand upright, you know, like if anything, like be able to do like a, a proper squat and proper sit up and a proper push up and Just a, lunge. a proper air squat. Yeah, you know, something, unweighted something. Stand here and let me see how you go down and go so back. So like yeah. I, you know, I just feel very strongly that strength is it is not the end all of everything. We're not we're not training kids to be powerlifters, but it is important for them to have that in their toolbox. And part of their training should be over time as they get older. It's you just got to be part of the, part of your routine. I mean, European athletes do it. Yep. Mm -hmm. Every athlete in the world is part of the routine. They just do it. Like yeah. it's the gymnastics for everything. Like gymnastics, swimming, track and field are like the foundational movements for kids. In my opinion, mm -hmm. you can swim, you can jump, you can throw, you can crawl, you can climb. Then you you get that base under you. Then yeah, pick a sport when you're like. 13, 14, mm -hmm. if you like it and you enjoy it, mm -hmm. but make sure that like, they want to do it. Like, yeah. it's not, not what I want. It's not what, like, what, like what Kensley and Callan decide to do when they're older. I don't, I could care less. Yeah. As long as they're enjoying it and they feel good about themselves. Like, obviously like in a perfect world, they'll be like, yo, you're a weightlifter. And like, I want you to be like <laughs> gold medalist and stuff, but like, I could care less, but I would, I, I, I would encourage them. And I hope like being around a gym, they'll enjoy it. You know, but I'm not going to push it on them either. Well, I'm sure you've even seen, yeah. you know, that come in here super small and they want to copy. They see a group oh, of they people do doing the burpees. Time. They do all the time. It's amazing to see little kids see a, 10 people, they let's copy say, doing burpees. The yeah. And the, the first thing they do is go down to their stomach and then go back up and kind of jump. Yeah. You're like, they just think Whoa. it's fun. Yeah. Like they're just laughing about it. It's just a, it's just a game, yeah. which I should try to make it fun for them. And then, like, I have this conversation with Ricky all the time. Like, when she's old enough, if she wants to come in and, start you know training then that's cool but i'm never gonna be like we're going let's go you know yeah. like you got to have the right approach and obviously like on the other end of the spectrum too i would never be like 
if she just wanted to sit around and do nothing, I would be like, no, you gotta do something. Yeah. Obviously, like we're not mm -hmm. that type of, of parents to like let them just be idle and stuff. But yeah. it's uh, it's tough, man. It's tough because it, again, it's the nature of youth sports these days, and all their every parent wants their kid to be the best. I understand, but. Let's just be like cool about it and not be so psychotic about it. Yeah. <laughs> the thing because like, it's not going to be fun for them anymore. And you yeah. see, like kids quit all the time. Yeah. Like when they get to college, they they quit. And they're like, you know why? Because mom and dad aren't there anymore. It's not fun for me. I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. I'm I didn't want to do it maybe to begin with. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I yeah. didn't realize that until now. Maybe. Oh, yeah. this happens all the time. Yeah. Like how many kids go to college because they think they want to play college sports they, mm -hmm. because that's what they've been told their whole life. Yeah. yeah. Like you got to go to college. Like you get your college paid for happens all the time kids yeah. they, they get there and it's like it's not that fun anymore yeah and i've seen it firsthand like it's hard you've seen it yeah yeah i mean you were you know you've I played, seen it i played water polo all through college and you know? it you know it wasn't i mean it was every day was either morning weight room or it's going hard, on man. long runs it's hard yeah. and, and then especially it was three hours in the water you get to college and it's like four and after class it gets four years or five you know four or five years or yeah. depending on how long you go to school for mm -hmm. it's like it goes by fast and i think kids see that they're like this is a time where I could like really have fun and like yeah. go to school and do Not my thing and have freedom morning. finally and yeah. have like flexibility to do what I want. Maybe they they see that and they're like, nope, I'm yeah. done. Which happens all, and that's fine. If they don't want to do that, that's cool. But yeah. they need to be very honest and open and realistic often or, or you know, not like too young though. I feel like that conversation shouldn't be taking place with like nine, 10 year olds. Like, yeah, the, the recruiters, what sport do you want to do the rest or of like, your, yeah. like the recruiters here to, to, the, we're going to go to a combine it's like come on man it's a little ridiculous at that age come <laughs> yeah. on well, dude. that was like how softball softball can recruit there was like a whole thing where they're communicating with eighth graders i think they Whoa. changed that now, didn't they, they? so they actually just changed it i saw i think till their sophomore year of se september or their sophomore junior year which is good which is freaking awesome i feel like it's what good are, what are they do? like hey man here's a cool skateboard yeah, you know, yeah. like what do they what eighth do they graders have no idea what <laughs> no. they want to do oh, no. i mean come on man like <laughs> yeah. no eighth grader knows yeah what yeah. they want to do and if they make a decision at that age it's going to change probably sure oh, absolutely yeah. and I mean, if, if it's their decision to make then it's okay for them to change and, you know you what know, i mean and yeah like we have a girl that that trains here who she committed to she's a very good athlete exceptional mm -hmm. athlete she's one of our best weightlifters too yeah she plays softball um she's already verbally committed to university of michigan and as she's a only freshman, a sophomore as a she freshman, committed as a she freshman. Was, right? yeah yeah and that's that's a very unique rare thing well and it's great that she's in here but she's in here too work, she's in, and i think she understands like this is going to help her and it has helped her yeah, yeah. But she's a, she's a great athlete, but like, that's an example of like, they recruit very early and which is, I think is, to me, it's, it's, there's more cons and pros to that. I, cause I, now it's like, everyone is like trying to keep up, keep up with the next person. So then you have yeah. girls starting younger and younger to start yeah. getting the heads up or the, the advantage on their next competitor. It's like, yeah. everyone let's just calm down. Yeah. Take a deep breath. Let's just all like become better athletes mm -hmm. and that'll enhance your skill. Yep. Right. Well, it's and the same. I mean, when I would did water polo, that's pretty specific in certain ways. Like well, I only threw left and mm -hmm. we threw really hard and I was put utility right so that I would throw left really hard. Yeah. I remember it was like halfway between sophomore year mm -hmm. in college. I was going to the training room without yeah. the trainer knowing. Yeah. Popping a few NSAIDs, right? Getting some ibuprofen or something down, mm. taking an ice pack and icing my elbow and then being like, okay, it's numb. Let's go back in the water, yeah. right? And I would just say, oh, I would, uh, told coach I had to go to the bathroom or something like that. 15 yeah. minutes later, back in the water, everything was good. I got caught by the trainer about a month into doing that. And oh, he's like, God. what are you doing? I was like, well, <laughs> my, my, my elbow really hurts. And yeah. he was like, yeah, then 
we need to figure something else out. Yeah. Masking it and numbing it is yeah. not going to make it any better. Yeah. For sure. You know? Yeah. And that whole thing with like the softball deal we were talking about, it's like, you think about like the mental health and mental longevity of girls. Like when you're, when you're 13 years old and like you're committed to the number one softball school in the nation, think of like that pressure that that brings. Like you're always mm -hmm. under a microscope. You always feel like you have to fill something and you can't do that. And yeah. 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 Like you said, more cons than pros. I, yeah, I think. it's just uh, I don't know. There's 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 ups and downs, and I, I just I I know it's like we're all everyone's competitive, yeah, and they want to be you know the best, which is great, which is great. And I think I think parents all have the 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 best of intentions because they want what's best for their kids. Yeah, but I think if we just take a step back and like understand like these are kids, they're still kids, even when they're 15 years old, yeah, like or 10 or whatever the age mm -hmm. is when we're trying to be the best athlete, let's just understand like, let's, let's sports are supposed to be fun first. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Not supposed to be so serious. Mm -hmm. yeah. And like, they're not professional athletes. They're not college athletes yet. Let's just, yeah. let's not treat them like that. Let's treat them like they're kids. So, yeah. And let's just develop the foundation and make sure they're having fun. Yeah. And teach them about winning and losing and all the, the right things that they need to learn and character building and respect for your teammates and your coaches and all that kind of stuff. I'm 32, man. I'm still a kid. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? think we like, all are. Little, I mean, you know, so. We're all still little infants. We don't know exactly what we're doing, but we're like, ah, oh, well, you know, we know to an yeah. extent. Right. So I just think it's, there's ups and downs obviously to that. I mean, that's the interesting question too, then like age with competition. Cause I know like, you know, having just fun for a little while is great, but mm -hmm. then at what age do you start to be like, <laughs> no, like I'm, I grew up winning and losing mm -hmm. and like, Winning was fantastic. Mm -hmm. When you lose, you don't lose. You just learn what not to do and you get right. better. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I think that's still I think important. It's, I think it's very, you, ha you have to learn how to win and lose early. Of course. I think you have to, you have to, it's, that's a very important skill. Like there can't be winners for everything. Yeah. Not everybody can win. And I don't agree with the participation thing. Oh God. Let's not get, let's <laughs> not get <laughs> Maybe to that. like three or, yeah. you know, I don't I know like, what the age is. I feel like obviously like when there's, the kids don't understand five? when they're toddlers, like they don't, they don't yeah, grasp really. that concept yet. <laughs> And they're going to throw a fit and stuff, you know, but I feel like once they're old enough, like, in, you know, to play like an organized sport or something like there's a clear cut winner and a loser. And obviously if they're a little bit younger and the immaturity is not as, they're not as mature, they're going to be upset. Yeah. But you got to teach them. It's like, this is what happens. There's a winner and a loser. And let's not, let's not get so upset. Let's not give everybody a ribbon. I don't feel like that's the right message. Yeah. I feel like. That's just not because they're going to grow up thinking that they're entitled to everything and that everyone's a winner or they're going to go off or they're going to get out they're of gonna, school. They're going to real or they're going to be in school and they're going to re like in college. They're going right. to realize, wait, what's this losing thing? I've or never they're, experienced. Or they're going to get out of school and freak out when yeah. all of a sudden they go apply for a job or something and then they get declined. They're going to, how do you handle that? Yeah. You know? How yeah. do you feel about that? <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. done a good job of not swearing so far. So I'm going to try I don't know. You think about like Swear athletics away, and yeah. think about athletics and competition and how like I think probably the main thing that it should teach is like lessons about life and prep you for being an adult and you know figuring shit out. And when you don't have that and you win or you lose and you don't have to feel the bad feeling of losing and like the it loses like the authenticity and like the sweetness of winning. So like then they go off into their adult life and like he talked about entitlement and maybe want to punch the microphone <laughs> but like you know i'm 23 so that's ge my generation too like you yep. know entitlement's a big thing and like you know people kind of thinking that you like something is yours like without earning it like not mm -hmm. earning shit is 
just it makes me want to just yeah, you go gotta earn like everything. Yeah. And everything. you don't you know when you didn't earn something and you got it. You don't you don't I mean you feel okay, but you don't feel great. Yeah. You don't feel, like feel as good as you could. There's more gratification yeah. when you know you put the work in. Yeah. And you know like yeah, I did this. I gave everything I had, worked hard for it, and yeah, I feel great because now I I know yeah. that I that I did it and no one just gave it to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's I just I don't know, man. Yeah. Lose, losing is awesome. Like they're sorry for swearing, but they're fucking losers. <laughs> yeah. Like they're like it makes winning amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't lose, you don't know what winning is and like. And then you so can like, you have to learn how to take a loss. It's okay yeah. to take a loss. Like yeah, the character building. What happened? What happened and how do you respond is the is the key. Yeah. Okay. Are you gonna freaking freak out and dwell on that your whole yeah. life? Or are you gonna move on and like get better from it? Well and if that's you know? the mindset that you go into it, right? Like mm -hmm. I think I saw a quote the other day, it was like there's winning and losing, but if you look at it as winning and learning, like you'll mm -hmm. be fine. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? You either won or you learned something to do. Yeah. You know? And winning never feels if you just won all the time, yeah. it would get old. Yeah, it loses right? its We've all been there when, you know, Bay Area opens up and it's downpouring for three days and we're all miserable and soaking wet and the gym's wet and everybody's wet. Yeah, right. And then there's the day that it gets sunny. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we're like, oh, this this, this is, is really nice. Like, thing ever. I feel this yeah. is amazing. You know, but like we yeah. take for granted every sunny day before the rain. Yeah. You know, right. it's kind of the same thing. Exactly. You just got to just be able to... I don't know, man. I just feel like as a parent or a coach, it's your job to make it very clear of what happens in life. This is life lessons. Sports are great for life lessons. Yes. Yeah. It's exactly what happens in life, you know? And not every day is going to be at a hundred, like every day I wake up, I don't expect every day to be the best day ever. Yeah. Like sometimes, some days are going to be the worst and some days are going to be great. Sometimes mm -hmm. you eat bad eggs. Yeah. So like, yeah. Like Sean. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It I just feel losing. like, like I, I, when I went to, you went to Santa Rosa, didn't you? No, I was a, uh, Roseville kid. That's right. Yeah. I, I, you, went down. We, we met at, we met at Cuesta. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, but like my, my football coach at Santa Rosa, uh, Keith Simons always, his, his whole thing was like, how are you guys going to handle adversity? It was like his big thing. Mm. And we won a lot, I think, because we were so good at like holding each other accountable and making sure if we had a bad practice, he would hold us to it mm -hmm. and be like, you guys had a bad practice. We're not going to dwell on it, but how are you going to handle it? How are you going to handle it? And how are we going to get better? Yeah. It's like, he's like, we cannot. And another thing I liked with him is like, he did not accept mediocrity at all. Mm -hmm. Like zero, like we are not this team. Yeah. Right. And I, everyone's performance went up because of it. And everyone was kind of scared of him too, because he demanded excellence. And it wasn't like you were scared of him. Like he's this mean guy. It's just like you respected him. Yeah. And he was a little intimidating, which I think is valuable as a, like a college coach. You got to have mm -hmm. that. Yeah, Plus he was, sure. he was asking something of you that was an unknown, He held right? the standard very high. Yeah. Excellence is an unknown right. for human beings, right? right? That's a scary thing because mediocrity is a known. But like, I know how to be one, mediocre. Uh, one thing which mm -hmm. was like super cool to me, which I don't, I don't think I've ever met a football coach with this mentality is like, he never punted. Never. It was fourth down. We're going for it, and if we don't, we don't we don't convert. We don't convert. But he's like, we, I love that. he he would always say, we don't punt here at Santa Rosa. I'm like, why do we have a punter? He's like, I don't know, but we don't punt. You know? <laughs> we have to have like, him on the staff. I think, I think the we best job ever. I think we punted. Um, I don't honestly remember like if we ever even did. Yeah. And when we did, it was always a fake. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And we always converted the fake. People always. knew that you were faking. You're like, all right. Like, we and, and, and he was great because he's like, you know what's coming. What are you gonna do about it? 
Yeah. Like, or it'd be like fourth, it'd be like fourth and 20. And we hardly ever ran the ball. He's like, you know, we're passing. Stop it. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. And we'd always convert. And it's like, you know, we're like, so I just badass. feel like this is very valuable. And we won a lot of games. Yeah. Like, we won most of our games. And we you, didn't hardly ever lost. You learn an important skill in life, right? Like, mm -hmm. go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just start. People ask me, well, when should I start? What? It, just start now. Yeah. yeah. Start now and then go for it. Mm -hmm. And if you fail. Yeah. You do, like if you go for a fake punt, you don't get it. Great, you learned how to do it better the next time. And yeah. like I feel like too, like another cool thing that I got from that was, <laughs> you go 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 bigger than you think. You may not hit it, but when you do, it's very rewarding. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you don't convert the fourth down, whatever. But when we do convert fourth and twenty-five, big reward. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. And if you never tried, you right? Never had those. You know? Games. And we'd always we would throw the ball all the time. It's like. Most teams don't throw the ball 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we always threw the ball. That was yeah. the offense that he ran. And it worked very well. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I just feel like um, just kids now is like I, the ability to handle tough things when they don't go their way, they freak out. Yeah. Like they get frustrated easier. Like they like don't know how to handle There's negative no things going wrong. Like parents, they let their, let your kids learn how to just, it's okay Yeah. yeah to but, let them like have bad things happen to them. Yeah. Like, uh, in other words, like it's okay to let them fail a little bit or lose in a sport or maybe, um, have discipline or ramifications if they don't behave accordingly or, you know, you got to hold them accountable and hold the standard. And of course I feel like it just, kids just don't know how to, not everybody, but it's just more common nowadays. I see it. Yeah. You know? And that's something you need to learn for life. Like I'm 32 and I'm still like, have a bad feeling be like oh it's a bad feeling like, oh it's okay to have those yeah, yeah. that's they'll be on like both sides of it or like know? another example was um if someone's not getting enough playing time on a team mm. you gonna quit oh, are you gonna quit the team <laughs> is it your coach's fault don't blame the coach like yeah. or you hear this all the time my teacher hates me i'm like stop with that oh, that's yeah the worst. stop your teacher doesn't hate you you know or it's like i, I understand there are there is definitely coaching bias in some sports sure. it happens of course yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. or like at some levels, like happens in jobs, happens in life, happens there in There are always businesses. biases. Yeah. Like there's going to be people point. you lean towards more and like, <sighs> sorry. Yeah. You know, like not everyone is, is going to be a starter. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be the ape, the, the go-to person yeah. on every team. Well, and that's just how it happens. We've seen it like we, you know, as a society mm -hmm. or like as a generation, we've lost the whole adapt and overcome mindset. Like that's not really a thing anymore. It's like, Instead of adapt and overcome, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough to start. Let me go play for the school across across mm -hmm. town or yeah. across the street. It's or like, just kids keep transferring. Yeah. yeah. Like in colleges, it happens even, a lot. Even when we were in high schools, that was a big thing, switching zip codes. And I'm uh, like, oh, man, why is my yeah. friend switch zip code to go to a different thing? And I had I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, I was like, oh, it's interesting. Well, it's like you see this now. I feel like more, maybe it's just more publicized, <laughs> but like so-and-so transfers to other university because they're not playing at the school. So yeah. they quit and they transfer. Yeah. Which is... I, it's whatever. Maybe it wasn't a good fit, which is good. Yeah. If they leave and it wasn't a good fit, then that's great. But if it's because they weren't playing or they're not the starter now, it's like that happens sometimes, man. And, you know, but you got to find the obviously the best fit for you. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, who are we if all we ever do is just if things don't go our way, we just quit. I hate that. It's the same yeah. winning, hate and, quitting. winning and losing quitting. characteristic. Because like, you, because all you've learned is to quit. Right. Like if you're not the starter anymore in college football on your team, but you still keep trying and trying and trying, then guess what? When football's over, you yeah. still have that same gear. You have that same like inner drive to like mm. keep trying and yeah. trying and trying. So now 
you'll be the starter at your job or yeah. you'll be the starter at the business that you run mm -hmm. because you've never lost. It just sends the wrong message. You've never lost that like, gear. If we're letting our you know? kids quit when things get hard, yeah. it's like, what are you, what are you telling them? Like, yeah. You're going to let your kids quit everything. If they quit this now, they're going to be quitters for life. You know, like I, you don't want to start that process because it's very hard to get out of that mindset. And once they're older, like they're like 16, 17 years old, if all they've ever been is a quitter, it's gonna be hard to break. Yep. Yeah. You know, it's like finish something you start. Just, just be, just finish everything you start. Come on. Like that's a rare thing too. I feel just freaking if you start something, finish it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how do you, I mean, so it's like resistance. That's a big thing, right? I'm sure you don't feel good every morning and stuff no. like that. How, you know, no. like I'm sure you don't feel, feel good every morning trying to live all the time and stuff. You so know? I kind of so. label that as like resistance, right? There's mm -hmm. always going to be resistance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you have any daily rituals or things that you do to like, if you uh, wake up and today's not amazing, right? Today's like a, damn, this day's going to suck day mm -hmm. kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything that you kind of go to, to like um, break out of that, whether it's a workout or a run or a... I know I have to work out. If okay. I don't, if I don't get my, my, if I know I'm supposed to work out and I don't do it, I just mentally don't feel right. AM or PM? Mornings. Well, I try to do it when I can. Ideally, <laughs> yeah. I, I prefer... Two kids now. <laughs> ideally, I prefer to do it around between now and like two. Okay. You know? Yeah. But um, it's my ideal time. And some days I have to do it later, but I just say if I need to work out today and I can't do it at my time, a great example is like some days I have to wait till the kids are done for, for the nap. Mm. And then I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm going to go work out. Kids are sleeping. I'll be right back. And that's so be it. You know, and that's fine. Um, I've had to do it at like 11 o'clock at night sometimes, mm. but I need to work out. Like, yeah. that's my thing, you know? And like, I just feel good when I do it. And I know like I've punched the clock. I just feel good about myself. And I just feel like I'm not like a slob. I, I don't know. It's just for me personally, I just feel lazy if I don't, if I don't yeah. do something, if I don't move, you know? Um, that, and uh, I've been paying more attention to like what I'm eating mm. and, just now, especially that I have two kids, like I want to be healthy and stuff, you know, I'm not performance is great for me. Like I want to perform well in the gym and like be able to squat X amount of weight or whatever. But I feel like my health is more important than anything. So I want to feel good first. Um, looking good is cool too. Yeah. You know, obviously Everybody like, likes to look good naked, there's nothing man. wrong with like having biceps and like <laughs> yeah. being able to look good in a t-shirt. Like look, look like you yeah. work out a little bit. You look great. John. Thanks. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You look amazing. And then, um, and then obviously like filling out that zip I up, feel, baby. Thank you. And then I, I also want to be able to perform well as an example for our members and our, my peers. Yeah. Like I want to feel like I'm not just talking. I want to be able to walk the walk. I feel like it's very important to me Yeah. as like leading by example is very important. And, um, I don't want to be like the strongest guy in the room. Like cause I'm not, but I feel like I want to be able to at least demonstrate what I'm talking about and say like, we're making you guys deadlift and squat heavy. Like I do too. Yeah. And I, I push the sled too. Don't worry. Like you're not the only one. Like I know exactly how it feels. That's a big one with a, yeah. have an absentee owner. You're not, mm -hmm. you know, so people see you leading by example and, like, and your why has changed I'm right. over the, you know, you're right. like, and I, I don't want to be like that out of shape gym person either, <laughs> you know, yeah. which happens all the time. And I understand why is because yeah. it gets hard I and get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. business <laughs> comes first sometimes. And, but I don't want to ever be in that mindset where it's like, I'm not going to sacrifice my own health for the business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the, that's why'd you start? If you're going to, if you're going to do that, your, your priorities are, are backwards. I feel like they're like time management could be better spent. You can get a workout in and still run a business. Like yeah. if you have to get up at four in the morning, work out, do it. Do 50 kettlebell swings, yeah. right? Yeah, 50 exactly. in row kettlebell or swings. Do like, every single like, day. Uh, I started doing that in the morning. Do like and two 10 minute workouts a day. I don't always feel like I'm going to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. But then inevitably 48, 49, 50, I put it down. I'm like, Dude. All right. Yeah. Feels so Let's good. go. Or like if anything, yeah. like just go for a freaking walk. Go yeah. just get outside and move. Just move. 
Or like, if anything, like there's some days where I don't feel like working out. I'm like, just go warm up, do something. And then it like kind of steamrolls and snowballs. And then all of a sudden you're into your workout. And then you're like, well, I'm already halfway through. Let's just finish, you know? Yeah. And you go nine for nine. You know? Yeah. Or like, like some works. days I've just, I've just done squats and I just go home. Yeah. And I, at least I did something. Yeah. You know? So morning rituals, anything that you got? Um, it used to be, you know, when I was adapting to working late, working early, it used to be just slamming as much caffeine as possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aside from not being healthy, I think that like kind of led to me. I feel like I was like becoming like mentally weak, like relying on that. And so I'd make myself go on like three month breaks from caffeine. Um, I'm 10 days right now, my friend. Are it's you? super fun. I'm on my yeah. third month. How does it feel? It feels like I'm not an addict to something anymore. Yeah. Like it feels I'm, good. I, when somebody would be like, oh, that's crazy. I can't have my cup of coffee. And I'm like, I don't think you realize. I wasn't like, oh, have a cup of coffee to wake up kind of kid. Like, I abused the shit out of caffeine for the longest amount of time. That's at that yeah. point, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, a cup of coffee to wake up, sure. But I don't feel wired enough, so yeah. now I need some more espresso. Yeah. I was like, well, I got a Snowballs. big meeting coming up at 10 a.m., so I'm going to slam this five-hour energy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel tired from the five-hour energy a couple hours later. Let's go get some coffee. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I got to work out later on, so might as well have some pre-work. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. you start to get, like, to the 1,000 milligram mark, like, yeah. Yeah. a day. Mm -hmm. I, that's different than, like, I need a cup of coffee to wake up. Yeah. Well, I think like with that too, obviously you can't have, you can't always get perfect sleep, but there is like, I know for a fact for me, it was my lack of going to bed early enough. Yeah. And that's why I was so freaking tired all the time. Yeah. And I was at that point too, where I'd wake up, I would need, I would need coffee. Yep. I'm getting better for sure. I'm, I'm forcing myself to, to scale back a lot yeah. and I feel good. Like I haven't, I don't need pre-workouts anymore. I, I'm, this is my only coffee I'm going to have today. I think, you know, yeah. the little grande or whatever. Just a little bit. Yeah. But it was like to a point where I would I would need a, a, the biggest one from Starbucks. What is that? Like a Trenta? With a, with a yeah. shot in it. Just call, it a, just call it a large. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, a large pharma. It's a big large one. Yeah. Yeah. Big large. So big I, large I, would get, I would get one of those and then I would have like pre-workout. Like I'll have that in the morning. Yeah, liter of coffee. And then it would be like liter cola. morning caffeine and then you would come back. I would, we'd come back for afternoon sessions and I would do more. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that was like that, and it was getting bad, like to the point where I, I didn't really feel anything from caffeine. I'm like, this yeah. is a problem, you know. I, I think so. I noticed a, a problem when I started. I didn't just use it as like caffeine. I started to use it as like that, like unknown crutch, right? Like yeah. mm. going into an important business meeting, really nervous about it, don't know what the outcome is. Yeah, I'm gonna lean on caffeine as like a crutch to make me feel better about this outcome. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure, for sure. And it's like, oh, you know, workout. We're going for like a heavy clean and jerk. Let's say a heavy snatch. I don't know what I can hit yeah. and that's like a scary feeling, mm. but what makes that feeling go away? A little bit of caffeine, yeah, you know, caffeine. like starting to use that for the wrong reasons. I was like, mm. whoa, whoa. I feel like there was it's a, a there was a movement there per se, like a few years ago when like weightlifting started to get really popular and everyone was like C4, like oh, get yeah. jacked, you know, and like everyone was just crushing pre-workouts. At Jonathan North. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which was, which was cool, you know, like it was fun and like, I just feel like people, start to get way too reliant on them. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Like they can't they cannot perform without them. That's yeah. a problem. It goes from abuse to like dependence. Like you shouldn't and have And now to, we're talking like that's, that's like alcoholic stuff. Like you know you what I mean? You should be able like, to work out and have a good workout without the need of something. Yes. Right? Like you yes. shouldn't you shouldn't be like I can't work out because I don't have my freaking pre workout today. But that like you know? that I was at that point too though. That's so I scary. I, I remember was. feeling scared. Yeah. To not have that though, yeah. you we know what I mean. All the time. We, yeah. I didn't yeah. have my pre-workout today. I can't work out. Yeah. yeah. What are you? Are you dying? Like, <laughs> yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. I feel 
There's nothing wrong with like a little caffeine prior to workout. Yeah. There are there are benefits to it. Tons of studies too. Um, cognitive yeah. awareness and like function yeah, and improves sure. and like focus and all that stuff for sure. Yeah. But anything of too much is bad. Yeah. Right. Too much of anything is like okay. Like is a gram of caffeine. How much now you're over the threshold of what's healthy, Great. right? Or like, um, when you start weighing like out your caffeine, too many, uh, like, like a gallon of milk is bad for you. Yeah. You're going to probably be in the bathroom, right? <laughs> so I did that, uh, or, in college, uh, right. I was like a, a buck 60 playing water polo yeah. and we started to play against Southern California teams. Yeah. And those guys were 225 pound yeah. Croatian men huh. with like beards and long hair right yeah. and so i was like well i need to gain weight so Cold milk baby you guys remember that go mad thing yeah. gallon of milk a yeah. day i did that yeah. in high school yeah yeah <sighs> jar of peanut butter i mean you do what you gotta do but rough. like this is yeah. a good example of too much or like of anything too much exercise is detrimental sure like that's yeah. why that's why another thing i always <laughs> say to people in here when they first start is like some of our adults for example is a great example is our workouts were 45 minutes start to finish they're here from 5.30 a.m. to 6.15, for example, and a lot of them are like, that's it? I'm like, you can get, like, why do you need to be in the gym for three hours if you can get the same amount of work done in 45 yeah. minutes? Yeah. Like, then you can have time to do other things. Like, look at it like that. You're, you're, you've now saved yourself time mm -hmm. and you're being more efficient mm -hmm. versus like, why do you have to be in the gym for three hours? Tell me, like, why? Yeah. It doesn't, more is not always better. Yeah. You know, or like sometimes totally two true. days are not always good for everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that is that gonna help you or is that, is that gonna make it worse? You know, or is this going to compound the problem that now your knees hurt all the time because you're mm -hmm. squatting twice a day? Is that, or is, can you get the same results on three days a week of squatting? Or yeah. is it squatting every day? This yeah. is a great example. It's pretty amazing if you take like a little Metcon or something after like a strength piece and you just mm -hmm. pair like a, a nice little functional couplet or triplet together mm -hmm. in like a 10 minute circuit and yeah. you just kind of go all, like, it's amazing how crappy you'll feel yeah. in five minutes, yeah. eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. Just about being efficient and just not wasting time and just like, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, you don't need to overdo everything in life and like freaking, if, if, if X is good, let's just do double it. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't think that's the right mindset. You know, no. more is not always better. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think we cut you off on morning rituals and things oh, yeah, like sorry. that. No, you're all good. <laughs> um, I mean, other than that, cut the caffeine kind of for some mental toughness. Um, I know that like I have to, if I wake up and I feel like crap, that was a question, right? Um, I know that I have to go do something. So um, typically I'll get in my car and like, I don't really like being around people a lot when I'm other than when I'm working kind of introverted, Yeah. but I'll make myself go to a coffee shop and work on something um, like that. Just that feeling of being productive and like, going out and doing something is kind of rejuvenating. Um, and then I'll make myself work out. Sometimes I'm pretty bad about <laughs> it sometimes, but, <laughs> but yeah, going to be productive. I think that's one of my big things is like, if I sit around and do nothing, I'm going to feel much worse than if I go out and finish yeah. writing something or reaching out to people. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, maybe. yeah. I'm in that same boat, man. I've been like slowly starting to realize I'm more on the introverted like mm -hmm. spectrum. It's a big spectrum. Yeah. I'm the same way. Right? Yeah, but like sure. I'll yeah. get around people for a long time. It's fantastic. But then I need to be by myself to recharge my batteries. That's yeah. kind of how I like figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that also keeps me work. Like I work from home, mm -hmm. which is great. But I've noticed that like going to where other people are, like a coffee shop and doing some writing instead of writing at home. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like it's just getting you out in the we'll world. That day. Yeah. 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 
Very cool. Yeah. All right, guys. So I think we have to shut this down pretty soon if All you're right. going to get some squats and pulls in today. Yeah. One thing I did cool. notice in this cool. gym was no mirrors, though. No mirrors. I've, I've tried to think of where we would put them. If anything, over the dumbbells, because yeah. I think people like to like see themselves like do curls. Strictly and stuff, but, for yeah. curls. But I'm not, I, I don't I, like mirrors when people are squatting. I just brought that up because I think I noticed you, you posted something the other day. It said like, mirrors or no mirrors, thoughts, go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But it's like, like uh, mirrors like in front of where you're squatting or like especially weightlifting, I don't think it's good because you need to start, you need to develop awareness where your body's out in space. Yeah. It just throws me off. Like every time I've, I've gone to like a gym, like if I'm traveling and I'm, squatting and there's there's always a mirror in front of the squat rack and it throws me off i just turn around have you ever turned yeah yeah all the time. i turn around people I just, look I at me super weird i yeah. cannot look at myself when i'm lifting i just it throws me off man yeah and uh, i'm just so used to being in gyms like this where there's no mirrors i just feel better and you don't need to see yourself doing the movement i, I think that's why there's value there's there's um it's valuable to have a coach who can see you yeah and give you that feedback yeah because you don't need to see yourself like looking to the side like is my form right is my uh, I, you yeah. should feel what it's like because not everything's yeah. gonna have mirrors i was just yeah. gonna say that yeah. you need to feel what it's supposed to feel like well it goes back to that proprioception right it's just for awareness like, in like kids right and that improves Knowing your athleticism where your body is in yeah. space yeah. and it, may, it doesn't have to be gymnastics right but even with a barbell or anything or like let's say they're grabbing a backpack and they need to throw it like Knowing where you are yeah. without having a cue from right. seeing yourself right. is yeah. super important. That's very important to have that for athleticism. You know, you know and so. I've even noticed at gyms where the mirror is extremely close to a, a squat rack, mm -hmm. and to see themselves, their people will crank their neck mm -hmm. up to where it doesn't need to be yeah. because they need to look at the mirror. Right. Like, Whoa, I, I think mirrors little... are cool, like because they do help. If anything, they help the, your place look bigger. Yeah, you know, like it helps with like a perception of like, oh, the mirrors. What's that over there? It just makes the place look bigger, you know? But like, I don't yeah. feel like, as far as a function standpoint, I don't feel like people need to see themselves during an, like an exercise. Like they don't need to look over and uh, do form checks all the time. Yeah. yeah. And you can film yourself and look back. I think that's cool. Yeah. Like as with a phone or something, which is great. You for, gotta, it's gotta yeah. be for the gram. You can Come post on, on Instagram stuff for yeah. views and stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, it's gotta be good. Um, yeah, I don't feel like that's necessary. I feel like it makes, it makes it worse. Yeah. Especially like with, with weightlifting, you don't need to see yourself. I think yeah. it, it makes it, cause you're not going to see yourself in a competition. No. Yeah. There's no mirrors at weightlifting me. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you end up competing, but. And if you're relying on a visual, you're not going to feel like your ankle kind of come, you know, you're not mm -hmm. going to feel where that bar is overhead. Yeah. That was my buddy, my buddy, Nolan. Um, he was he's following a gym weather program, kind of into powerlifting. He was like, came and trained here. He trains every time he's home from school. And he's like, oh, I need like a mirror to see if I hit depth. Like, I don't know if my hip crease is getting right. Oh. Feel it. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, like seriously, you need to watch yourself squat all the time. Like you'll know when the yeah. bottom of your hamstrings on the tap, top of your calf and yeah. like you yeah. do it enough, you'll feel the movement. Yeah. yeah that's very, yeah. That's very common. It's like, do yeah. I squat low enough? I'm like, um, I mean, yes, but didn't you feel it? Like you should feel what yeah. it feels like. Yeah. You know, you, you don't, you don't need like a, like for example, like when people squat to like a like a string or something, it's like don't rely on like yeah like external uh, like feedback like that. Oh, to yeah. like like touch the screen. Yeah, like touch the oh, string, yeah. stand up. Yeah, like, that's weird. But that can be different for everybody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like be able to feel what things are supposed to feel like. It's very yeah. important in life. You know, and like, only go to what you're mobile and stable right. enough to hit that. Yeah. Maybe even that day. Right. You know? I mean, yeah, I think that, that awareness and is good. Like that's why we don't have mirrors. Yeah, it's good. So. I was even like, I was I was lifting yesterday and I closed my eyes during a couple of my sets. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of weird, but I liked not being able to focus on seeing anything and just mm -hmm. like 
just feeling what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. I've started messing around with maces and I was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then the guy that was training me was like, all right, this time we do a few swings, close your eyes. And I was like, uh-huh. can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. weird. so awkward. Super crazy. Like we'll, we'll do that every now and then in the warmups with the kids. Like close your eyes and we'll do like jumping exercises. Oh, cool. Where like they close their eyes and we have them jump and like yeah, land like on a 180. Yeah. It's great for awareness. And they, they're like, whoa, you know, like freaking out. But it's cool because um, it's you're developing great spatial awareness mm. and control and function and stuff. And I think it's cool to do that. You nice. know, so very cool. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, before we get a lift in, what are you working on? Where can people find you on uh, the Googles online? Yeah. Instagram, Instagram. at CTS gym. Um, Cortez underscore John is my personal Instagram. And then what's yours? I am Kenye. <laughs> I am K and E. <laughs> Yay. We'll link that out in <laughs> on the show notes the Instagram. too. <laughs> and then uh, CTS Fitness and Performance on Facebook. That's pretty much our uh, main social media. We have a Twitter, but I just usually repost. CTSFitness.com? Uh, CTS, CTSGem.com is the website. Okay. Um, our next thing is our weightlifting meet coming up in like about a month. Yeah, plug you're that. One, you're one of the coming. sponsors. Yeah. I am, sir. So yeah, um, that'll be May 19th here. It's a USAW meet. Okay. Fully sanctioned. Um, should be a good time. How do people sign up for that? They can go to the Pacific Weightlifting Association.com. It's the website. You have to be a member of USAW. Um, and then you can sign up for the meet there. It'll just click on meet schedule and you'll see the wine country classic is the name of the meet. Um, they can register. There's still, there's still space. You have till May 4th. Perfect. Sign up. Yeah. Very cool. So awesome guys. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you, everyone, for checking out the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors of the show, Primal Goods Company. Go to primalgoodsco.com. Enter Live Ready at checkout for 10% off your order. Also, thank you to Life Ready Foods. Go to lifereadyfoods.com. Check out their Thrive Protein Powder. Enter Life Ready at checkout to save 10% off your first order there as well. So go to primalgoods.com co.com and lifereadyfoods.com enter life ready at checkout and save 10% off your order all right folks that's it for today that's it for this week we'll have more podcasts for you all next week thanks so much love you bye